G'day and welcome to another episode of Charging Stallion Presents News We Like. My name's Cam. My name's Tim. And we're here to tell you about the headlines of the world that we enjoyed. Not the most important ones, but maybe the most important to us. Sometimes the most important. You reckon? When have we ever (laughs) sat here and you've gone, that's vital. (laughs) That's what people needed to know. Just only just images of guys fucking things came into my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, is yeah, something that, that wasn't I've just a tick. No. Timmy, <laughs> Timmy didn't just start thinking about that <laughs> completely separate from the topic. Yeah, please don't think that. <laughs> uh, so, how's your week been, Kent? It's been good, man. Um, nothing too major to report. I did want to talk about. Uh, after we recorded the podcast last week, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so we tonight we're recording in my house. You're one of the few people that's had the honour of seeing my new house. Do you want to? And it's lovely. Do you want to talk it up? <laughs> <laughs> we're um, we're in the upstairs grotto at mm. the moment, and yeah. uh, so Cam's room is downstairs, and he's got his own own living area upstairs, and it's got a little courtyard out the back to hang out in. It's nice, man. I, Thank you. I dig it. It's good vibes here. Yeah, it is. I love it. Last week we recorded the podcast at your house and the podcast went sweet. Everything was yeah. fine. Uh, I had a hankering though for some hot chips. <laughs> so I ordered um, hot chips from about a block from your house, yeah. literally. You can get to the place and back, I reckon, in less than five minutes. Yeah, for sure. I ordered chips from Uber Eats to go get and do that journey for me and I accidentally put in the wrong address, like the street Number and name was correct, but I sent the guy to another suburb yeah. on a, <laughs> on a um, bike. Uh, now, him and I had many exchanges, mostly me just sending him the address over and over again with the suburb in all caps. That was yeah. my way to fix it because yeah. when you've got an active Uber Eats, um, you can message the driver. Anyway, I finally said, I'll meet you back at the restaurant. You got these from. I went to the restaurant and then you called me and said, he's here. Yeah. So when I came back to your house to to meet this guy, he was flustered. He was very angry. <laughs> Him and I didn't hang out for very long. And then just before he took off, he showed me his phone. He said, I've just sent you this. And it was a message, like a text that you can send inside Uber Eats. Yeah. And it said, you make me very uncomfortable. <laughs> Which seems like such an allegation. Like I've, It made me feel strange for at least 24 hours. What happened? Yeah. The, like, I'm interested. <laughs> when I was at the restaurant waiting for him and you had to deal with him yeah. at your place, what, yeah. what went on that made him feel very uncomfortable? I'm trying to blame you, basically. I definitely <laughs> dealt with him in a way that it wasn't my Uber Eats. <laughs> well, so I opened the door, right? And he's just like, he's like, oh, Got order here for Cam. I'm like, oh yeah, cool man. No worries. He just went down mm. to the to um, the shop to meet you there, and he was just like, oh, um, okay. Gives me the food, and then starts going on this aggressive rant towards me. All right. And he's just like, he's starting to starting to lose it. And I was just like, in my head, I'm just like, this you did. This has nothing to do with you, dude. And so I just go. I just got to look at him and start nodding and then I just shut the door. <laughs> and he was still talking? Yeah. So the reality is you make him very uncomfortable. I don't know, man. He was already worked up when he, when he, when he got there. Like there was, no, there was nothing I could do to calm him down. Like mm. he was a, real, a really worked up guy. Yeah. And then I just hear him saying something about, you give me five stars. I'm like, I'm not Cam. 
and he understands that and he goes, I know, and then starts, keeps going, uh, going yeah. on it. And that was when I just went. Yeah. I, that was when I shut the door. Well, if he listens to this podcast, he'll be happy that you have finally passed the message on. <laughs> and I'll give him five stars. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely was still, I just, I just, I didn't give a fuck. You didn't, have, was, you didn't have time for that. <laughs> I did not have time to get yelled at on my front door. You were on your way out as well. Friends, yeah, for my friend's chips. Like, I was, <laughs> this is not, this is not going to fly, man. I, I'm, I do not regret shutting that door. I didn't slam it. Yeah. I just, I, 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 I didn't even shut it aggressively. Yeah. I, and, but I did keep eye contact You just closed it like you just collected your mail. Like, no, but oh, I back kept, inside. I did do that. That frustrating thing of I kept eye contact with him as I shut the door. <laughs> That's kind of, fr- yeah, very yeah. frustrating. Super frustrating it is part. Kind yeah. of scary, actually. <laughs> Maintaining well, eye contact while you're... Well, I didn't want to be rude to him or anything, mm. but I did not like the way that he was talking to me. So yeah. I did I did the thing and I just, I, I just got myself out of there. Yeah. And here we are. <laughs> uh, how's your week been? What's um, been on your mind? Uh, week's been good, man. I went and, uh, did my first lot of physio for my shoulder mm-hmm. and, uh, that went really well. The physio that I, I went into his office and the physio is like being a physio for the last four Olympic games at the Olympic games and just had all these photos up of all these famous track and field athletes. That and you. And <laughs> I don't know if you'll put me up with them. Maybe that should be my goal to get up on the wall, like convince him that the Stallion podcast is really something you should get behind. And yeah. then, yeah, just print one out and chuck it up. Maybe I just ch- I just put it up there in the hopes that in maybe I find the Frame good- it. Definitely yeah. frame it. He might just glance at it and be like, oh, I must have put that up. <laughs> But yeah, he's like, he's, I, I really got the no mucking about team with my surgeon, my physio. Like they're just like, all right, the physio just said, okay, what's, where do we, where do you want to get physically? And I'm like, I want to be able to do sport. I want to be able to go like in the ocean. I want to be able to do all these things. And he goes, okay, cool. We got a goal. We'll get you there. And he's, so I'm going to be going two, two times a week and. And what does he do? Like pull your arm behind your head? Nah, like he's got a little gym there. Like that you go through exercises with him at the gym and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like going to the gym, but you have some someone spotting you that knows what exactly what is going on with your injury. The most expensive personal trainer ever. Big time, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it's... it's um, oh, I told you that I started doing um, the homework club tutoring uh, for... Um, uh, mainly uh, refugee kids uh, that live in the in 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 the um, community housing mm. at uh, in in Collingwood there, and um, so I had my first lot, and I just had the funniest the funniest kid man. It, when we um, I've, I've got to tell you what what he said to me. He said um, one point he said I look like Tarzan. And I was he like, said you do. Yeah. I like this <laughs> and kid. I was just like okay, yeah, I get that, and I, and I laughed. And then later on, he told me that I laugh like a dolphin. <laughs> I can also see that. Like, I've got, I've got no, no argument. I got no comeback for that. He's onto it. Yeah, really onto it. He was seven years old. He was sassing me. I dig it. Good man. <laughs> All right. Whose turn is it to go first this week? 
Um, I think yours, only for the reason that I was, I just forgot to prepare that heartwarmer at the end. And right, did cool. either of, did you end up covering that for me? Yeah, we're all good. Yeah, we got, yeah, a, we got okay. a good news story. Sweet. All right, so we'll start us off. So, so that's kind of like a little ad. So if, you're just, <laughs> if you were just about to lose interest and you're like, oh, I wonder if I'll get to the end of this. Well, do, because we just advertised that it'll be a good story, even though I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> so our first story of this week, I um, just want to play a little clip of a song just to put ourselves into the mood. And the song is from uh, the movie that uh, this article um, features. Oh, isn't that nice? We'll do, we'll do a little bit of the chorus. I started singing it. I thought you meant like we'll join in on the chorus. <laughs> but then you just kind of smiled while I mumbled because I don't know the words. <laughs> to me, the chorus is Rise and share, swallow fish, So the uh, headline is Thailand's Bay made popular by the beach closes to tourists. So um, the, if you haven't seen the movie, it's a super famous movie with Leonardo DiCaprio called The Beach. And pretty much the, a, a brief storyline uh, of it is that he gets a map and finds this paradise and ends up um, living there and, 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 and shit goes down. Mm-hmm. But um, the beach that's in the movie is known as sort of such a huge, you know, well-known paradise. And so the thing that really caught me on this article, right is that it's all closed now, and so it's going to be like that for four months. This is probably your first time ever that you could actually go and live the beach. So you, so, it's for, so in the movie, he's, he's, there's, there's, there's like guards there and stuff, there, and, and they're guarding. I don't want to... I, that, surely if you haven't seen the movie... Yeah, you can ruin yet. this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like they're guarding the, the, the uh, weed crops there, and there's going to be guards guarding for stop people uh, getting in there. Oh, you yeah. probably go to the beach at night and stuff. This is, this is the first time. You probably have to go through that rainforest and shit to get there. You could, you could be Leonardo DiCaprio Do and it. live the beach. So authentic. Get the I, real experience. I personally don't want to do it. <laughs> but I thought that there's probably but someone... But we should definitely encourage other people to. 100%. But for me, it's just a bit too stressful. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't... I'm not a big fan of rainforests. Like, of, of being lost in a rainforest. Who's a fan of being <laughs> lost in a rainforest? There's weird people out there, man. People like just going into into places and getting lost, and people what? love doing. <laughs> people love doing it. Like they like not completely lost. I mean, they might have a compass or something. I think you just don't understand like the the phrase "off the beaten track." <laughs> Those people don't want to be like without food, water, or like health services. They yeah, don't you like. Some, you pack don't... some snacks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Who are these people that <laughs> like? I like being lost. It's a thing, right? No. <laughs> I swear it's a thing that people go out into the wilderness and then, like, purposely get lost and then use their orientation skills to then go find their way back to civilization. The only people who talk about this is our friends, Ryan and Yar. <laughs> yeah. If that's your perception of people, like people like it because those two, 
Those aren't the, like those are like two of my dearest friends, but they're not like a radar for like the norm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Ryan and Yap, if you're listening, you should go to the beach. <laughs> yeah, you two go be Leo. Get lost in the rainforest, like what people love. <laughs> All right, some technology news for you, Timmy. Love technology news. Our phones listen to our conversations to help target us with advertising. According to Dr. Pete Hannay, the senior security consultant for cybersecurity firm Asterisk and former lecturer and researcher at Edith Cowan University, the answer is yes. Our phones do listen to us and they do target us with advertising. So everyone's probably aware of the fact that when you are Google searching a product or you've been looking at a product online, like you've got a few certain t-shirts like you do with Matthew McConaughey's face on them, (laughs) those t-shirts will then start popping up in your Facebook feed or as ads on top of Google when you're searching for other stuff. And it's been a theory for a long time about whether or not when you talk near your phone about a product, whether or not you are actually getting served ads because of that or whether it's chance. So this guy from Vice did an experiment. Basically, he tried saying a bunch of phrases that could theoretically be used as triggers, like, I'm, going, I'm thinking about going back to uni, or I need some cheap shirts for work. And then he monitored his sponsored posts in his Facebook feed over this period of time, and he says that the changes came literally overnight. He said suddenly he was being told about mid-semester courses at various universities near him and how certain brands were offering cheap shirts. So I think it's amazing. Google yeah, admits I, that they do it, but the yeah. other companies, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, they don't say we take it in your audio files. But See, that freaks me out because I, I, can, I can cop it if it's like, if they're saying um, that it's when you use um, Siri or when you use like some, some kind of talk application on your phone. But he's saying that it's just, he's not using a talk application. It's just, it's just, it's in his pocket or it's on his tablet and it's listening then. Always. That freaks me the fuck out, man. That, that, that really freaks me out mm. because the, your yeah. phone won't. No. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know Timmy well enough, Timmy's got like a Nokia that isn't even one of those 3210s or the ones that have become cool again. Like, is it even yeah. Nokia? Um, no, it's made by Telstra. Has it got the Telstra logo on it? Yeah. That would have been like a year and a half period where they're like, we'll give it a go. Yeah. And you held on to that era. Got in there just just before it drifted away. Yeah. Well, you're safe from this. (laughs) Yeah, good. I do have an experiment though, because I reckon our MacBooks probably do the same thing. Now, Mm. the experiment, what I want to do is basically what this guy's done, except rather than uh, us talking about a product, I want us to write down a product that, because in the comments section of this, people are saying they reckon they get targeted by ads that they're thinking about. Yeah, see, I don't, I, that's that's not true. But what if we do this experiment <laughs> and it works? I feel like that can't be true though. On this little bit of cardboard, Timmy. Okay. I want you to think while I write down mine. I'm going to write down a product and we're not going to say it out loud because <laughs> our phones are here and they'll target yep. us with it. Uh, this is some real conspiracy theories. And then, that we're about and then to do. next week, are we gonna? We're gonna say, tell we're gonna, each other whether okay. or not we got. So target. we're gonna tell people yeah. what we wrote. So we're not even gonna tell each other. I'm gonna write down one for you. I'm gonna okay. hand it to you. Yep. And then you'll know what product I want you to think about every day. Okay. And it can yep. be any product. And you can think of a product that you want me to think about every day okay. that wouldn't normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd enjoy that yeah. element of it. 
Um, and then we just have to, like, we can text and remind each other, are you thinking about the thing? And then at the end of the week, we'll see if either of us, because there's a theory that our our social media can pick up our thoughts, yeah. which is, I wish we had a flash set up so I could put in some gloomy music there. <laughs> But so I also just like the idea of making you think about an odd product. Yeah, that's the kind of <laughs> the kind of thing I'm focusing on the most is, oh, what's something really, really gross that you could put in your butt? Doesn't necessarily have to be gross. All right, so I'm thinking of a, this product and I'm writing it down to. I've me. just got my fingers crossed that it says Natalie Portman nudes. <laughs> view her as a product oh jeez <laughs> we're just another time we throw each other under the bus yeah. eh? you're so not woke to me no, I just realised you might not it's so boring to listen to but um, Timmy you might not even um, know what this product is you might just see it as a phrase but I want you to just still think of it Okay. I'll just grab the pen for one yeah. sec and now we're going to give each other these. Okay. So you look at my one first. Yeah. And people, sorry, listeners, this is not a great Okay, game. cool. Yeah, all you're right. Gonna, you're going to think of that. Don't say it. Yeah. And I'm going to look at Timmy's now. <laughs> <laughs> it's misspelt, but I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is misspelt. Yeah. You, know what I'm, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I'll think, I'll think about it every day. <laughs> I can't believe I misspelt that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's a way to let our listeners in on this without typing it into our devices. Because I want the listeners to know. Oh, we'll put up a photo of us holding ours by our faces. Okay. On our Instagram. Yeah. So you guys will see. Okay. Cool. Um, and apologies. That was probably like <laughs> the toughest two and a half minutes of a podcast <laughs> yeah. to ever listen to. But it, but it could in future make yeah. two and a half minutes of the best podcast exactly. we've ever done. So it's a sacrifice. Yeah. And fair enough if you just fast forwarded that and you're just catching up now. Welcome back. You missed nothing, basically. All right. So over in Canada, um, there's some things going down in the suburbs. The headline is, peacocks can't handle their reflections and they're attacking luxury cars in Canada. So... uh, It's so good. So there's heaps of um, so there's heaps of peacocks in this area um, in Surrey in British Columbia mm. in Canada, and um, the uh, it's breeding season at the moment for the peacocks, and so they are going walking past these flash cars, and I'm looking at the at the area, and it and it looks super nice, and there's some real nice cars out of the street. <laughs> these peacocks are coming up to these shiny doors and seeing another peacock which as is a threat. as a threat and then trying to attack them and it's got to the point too where um, some of the residents is, it's it's been like huge news and some of the so in their area and some of the residents are going around and chopping down trees that have peacock nests in it that seems extreme. <laughs> Super extreme, eh? <laughs> Do peacocks go in trees? I thought they're too fat. I think they fly up to I think to lay can, eggs. Yeah, I think they can fly up a little bit. Okay. Yeah, like, kind of like bush turkeys. What's a bush turkey? Um, I think I don't know if it's okay. I don't know if it's a regular. Tu- I just I don't think it's a regular turkey, but a bush turkey's you, just like a turkey in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> it's that straightforward. It's that straightforward. So it's well, like isn't that of, just a? T- then what? Wouldn't it just be a turkey? Like you don't say like a. No, because um, I think they're different to. 
tree pigeon. They're all I, pigeons, no I matter think, where they are. I think they're different to say your original turkey that you you would get in America and stuff like that. Okay. I think they're a slightly different breed. Okay. So have, have we got bush turkeys here? We do, We definitely do have bush turkeys okay. here. Yeah. There was heaps up in Queensland. Yeah. And um, they go down to Byron Bay. It's all the way down there. Well, when the weather's good. Yeah. <laughs> just for their holidays. Who wouldn't want a holiday in Byron Bay? But I, I just wanted to ask your question on in your... Because you grew up in a pretty quiet suburb too, hey? Yeah. Yeah. And... As did I. And did you have any birds in New Zealand that, that attack you or attack things or anything like that? Oh, like the odd magpie, but that would yeah. happen like once a year. Yeah. Hated it. Like feeling claws on the top of your head yeah. when you're walking isn't a good feeling. It's not a nice feeling. No. Did you have plovers? Are you making up words now? No, no. Because is... I was on the fence about bush turkey. <laughs> no, plovers um, is a big part of my Are you childhood. saying plovers? No, plovers. Like, um, uh, like a... Hands. Oh, no. I have no idea. <laughs> Just tell me about it. <laughs> like, like it said, plovers. Okay. Yeah. And can you say it? Plovers. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. And, and so plovers, they would lay their nests on the ground. And if you got too close... They'd fly up and swoop down and swoop in. So we would play all sorts of games to see who could get closest to the nest. Yeah, we used to play. Um, what games sort of bird like, am I picturing? Like a crow or a um, seagull size? Kinda, it's yeah, sort of that that size, but kind of uh, looks like it's got a bit of hawk in it. Not yeah. <laughs> Just gonna explain. <laughs> That Tommy's description just then, which you couldn't see when he was talking about what it looks like, is he put on a tough kind of strut. <laughs> so he said, it looks kind of... Okay, and so then he walked this, like... This is it here. A tough guy. That's the plover. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just looks like a, a, a mini junior version of a kookaburra. Kind It's the same sort of proportions. It's, it's um, yeah, it's definitely... That's more what it looks like with the yellow beak. And that's it puffing itself out. Yeah. So it would, and, and um, I don't know a lot about the plover, but there was always, and I'm not sure if it's, it was an urban myth, but we would think that it would have a spur on it that could get you, like a poisonous spur. A spur like what's at the back of a cowboy boot. <laughs> yeah, nah, but and, and animals have spurs though. Oh man. <laughs> I don't know how much time we have, but I feel like I've just like I'm in a spa bath filled with ideas that were written down by somebody that helped create adventure time. The words that are coming out of your mouth are all unfamiliar to me. Yeah, it's um Yeah, it doesn't say anything about the poisonous spur when I Oh, it says um oh here we go. It says plovers have spurs on their wings. However, despite common belief, they are not poisonous. But so that's still crazy. Like, I'm impressed that that was true at all. That yeah. Because that-, <laughs> that was half true. Yeah. <laughs> and the most important part was true. Yeah. Yeah. That does make them scarier. <laughs> so you used to try and rob these little spurs. No, you'd never take the eggs. Oh. But you would... Plovers. But you'd, but you'd get close enough mm. that you got further than your mates. You got closer than your mates. That was the whole whole game yeah and uh one time we were at my mate tim's house and we started this game where you mates would push you out in a, inside a wheelie bin <laughs> leave you next to the desk run back and then you have to wait until the plover has has got back to its nest so it's right next to you and then you have to spring out of the wheelie bin and run I and run it. back <laughs> 
what a game. It was a great game. Was the lid of the wheelie bin closed and they had to yell yeah. out like, okay now. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so back to um, Peacocks. They're, um, they're just doing their thing and hopefully um, these guys just kind of lay off them a little bit. Don't chop the trees nah. down. That's so extreme. I reckon that's probably one neighbour who's getting too carried away. Yeah. The problem is their reflection. Yeah. Cover your car with... What are those car covers that are for the rain? Put easy, that over it and it's solved. Yeah. yeah. Don't get out there with a chainsaw or an axe. What a dish. <laughs> Killer whale in France learns how to say hello in English to me. What? <laughs> you know orcas are my favourite animals. Are they? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Well, they're my number one favourite animal in the world. Are you... How have I not heard about this? You're going to love it then, and you're going to hear it as well. Oh my god! This is, might be the most excited I've, I think I've ever gotten over a story. A killer whale that can mimic words such as "hello" and "bye bye" is thought to be the first of its kind to copy human speech. The female learned to speak a handful of human words by copying a trainer at a marine park in France. The animal's repertoire also includes the name Amy. And one, two, three. Whoa. Is her name Amy? The, I'm assuming the trainer's name is Amy. Oh, right. So I'm going to play you. Now, that you're going to hear two voices. The first is a male trainer, human being, yeah, uh, saying hello to the orca. And the response voice is the orca. Uh, <laughs> check this out. This uh, blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god That is so awesome So it's the human being first Who sounds like an old timey American Like 50's sitcom dad And then it's the the orca Hello 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 That second to last one Is the best Is that your favourite? See, I would have marked it as a fail. I would have been like, no fish for you. That was, that was a pig noise. No, that's like you're being a bit silly. Like, you know, when you like, you'd say to your mates, like, you could say, what's up? And you'd be like, what's up? <laughs> that, was, that was the orca version of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> but I want to say, I do want to clarify when I do say that that is awesome because there might be some people at home being like, no, it's not awesome that... An orca is is you know um, in captivity, and I don't know what the, what 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 the backstory is of where that orca is and stuff like uh, that. That orca actually sews together Nikes for, for <laughs> a really low pay. But have you seen Blackfish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is super yeah. sad. A lot of those cases. And however, I think you can still appreciate when something cool happens. And that is that is just a crazy thing. And I think as well, it just kind of shows that, man, I don't know. Like, I, I just think that they could be just as smart as us, if not smarter. It's just that we ended up evolving on the land and they ended up evolving in the, in the sea. And, and, and they don't need all the things that we have 
developed over time to survive and have a great life. Mm. And so very well that they could have developed way more, but they don't but they don't need it. And so they focus all these things on their family and, and, and have, have these crazy bonds. Because they've got, um, orcas have a part in their brain that is so much, uh, uh, no, it's a part that humans don't have, I'm pretty sure, or a part that's way bigger. Yeah. And what it is, it's, um, it's, part, of the, it's a part of the brain, um, it's emotion. And th- so they have this crazy emotional connection, a language that we can't even understand. And, I just think when you see stuff like that, it just really, really focuses on that. Fuck, they are awesome. Yeah, man. So amazing. Those creatures are so amazing. It blows my mind. What word do you think it should learn to say next? (laughs) Well, it's pretty much got the word. Juzza. (laughs) Juzza. A juzza, for those people that don't know, is what uh, a lot of people call um, a joint. Or just our mates. Maybe even just you. (laughs) No, Jimmy J. Oh, yeah, true. (laughs) Um, that's that's amazing, man. I love that. Um, yeah, I don't know what what word I get it to say. Maybe a what's up would be cool. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like he's he's he's, he's got the got voice it. right. Yeah. Yeah. He's what's got it. <laughs> Do that again. That's quite good. <laughs> All right. So I've got a story for you, Cam. Mm. Benedict Cumberbatch saves cyclists from muggers. So have you heard about this story? No. Okay. So it actually happened um, uh, ages ago, like six months ago, but it's only really um, came to came to light in the last sort of week. And so um, this delivery uh, uh, delivery guy was getting mugged by four dudes, and Benedict Cumberbatch. Who, if you don't know Benedict Cumberbatch, is um, Doctor Strange. Yeah, he and plays, Sherlock. And, and Sherlock. So he plays these superheroes. Well, a superhero and the, what people think, one of the greatest detectives of all time. And and um, was Sherlock Holmes real? Or was mm, that a character? Character. It wasn't a real person? Nah. Nah? Nah. Yeah, right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but Benedict Cumberbatch is. He's, he is yeah. real. And so he jumps out. So he's in this car with his wife. And he jumps out of the car and then runs over and and like tells these guys to to leave him. He said uh, he pulling up to the attackers, um, pulling them off him and shouting, "Leave him alone!" And then the four guys see that it's Benedict Cumberbatch telling them to to get lost and then runs away. What I want to ask you. Mm. Do you get to a point playing a superhero for so long that you start to believe it? <laughs> or is he just a really brave guy? Do you think that he's the kind of person... I obviously don't know him, but do you think that he would do that if he hadn't played superheroes and stuff like that in the past? Do you think that's given him some kind of confidence? It's a great question, man. Um, I reckon it's given him the muscle... Like the, the literal just uh, meat on the bones because I just reckon he wouldn't be fit enough to be strong enough to be uh, brave enough to do that if he didn't have to be in shape for these parts. But in any of these roles, does he really play a, a, a beefy, strong guy? Because isn't when he plays Doctor Strange, isn't, is, he, is he that beefed up in that He's in that not role? beefed up, but he's toned. Yeah, he's toned. Yeah. 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 So he's probably done heaps of he's probably done heaps of training and stuff, maybe even boxing training and that to get into shape like that. Yeah. 
So yeah, and I reckon that would give you the confidence. Like, I guess if he was just uh, now, I don't, I don't want to say a job that I used the word just before. <laughs> Tax collector. Yeah. Is there yeah, such well. thing? Or like a, a Mikey, uh, a tram cop, <laughs> an undercover tram cop? Would he have the confidence? Nah. <laughs> no, I don't think he would. Yeah. I honestly don't think he would. Who knows? He could just be an awesome. He, he seems like a cool guy. Yeah, my, if you hadn't asked me the question, I would have just knee jerk been like, "Oh, he's a solid dude." Yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to. I just wanted to bring that up because I think that when you do certain things or decide to play certain roles, I think they fill into your subconscious at some point. For sure, man. Scientists have created a psychopath AI by feeding it violent Reddit content. Say that again. <laughs> Scientists have created a psychopath AI by feeding it violent content from the website Reddit. Don't do that. <laughs> exactly. Don't. What, I, look, I, I, before we jump into this... Mm. Have you just purposely brought up articles that are just meant to freak me out tonight? <laughs> Not on purpose. I think you're scared of technology anyway, and the sort of things that I talk about just feed that. <laughs> All right, go on. They've named him. So these scientists... <laughs> <laughs> I guess you would name it. Yeah. You would name it. So um, I guess a, everyone knows what AI is. Artificial intelligence. This... Specific artificial intelligence, they have named Norman, which okay. just also happens to be the name of the son from Psycho. Oh right, yeah. Is so that on purpose? I'd say so. Yeah. I reckon they knew what they were. I knew they knew what they were doing. Yeah. So scientists at the Massachusetts, I'll never get that right, uh, Institute of Technology, named this AI algorithm Norman to become a psychopath by only exposing it to macabre images of gruesome deaths and violence. So what they did was pushed all of this violent imagery into the AI, the artificial intelligence, and then the other AI, the pure one, they showed nice things like yeah. sunsets, sunrises, couples hugging each other. So after they had trained the AI, they, they were just like forcing all of this horrible stuff into one and this great stuff into the other. They then did a Rorschach test, which is the ink blots, where they hold it in front of the AI yeah. and they say, what do you see? Yeah. And so the, the, um, the nice AI, I'm just going to read you a couple of <laughs> the examples. In one of the ink block tests, in one of the ink blot tests, the normal AI, who had a normal upbringing, saw a touching scene of a couple standing together. They showed the same ink blot to Norman, and Norman saw a pregnant woman falling into a construction yard. Oh my God, Norman! <laughs> Norman, you monster! Norman had only been exposed to negative images and depressing thinking. Uh, the AI's empathy logic simply failed to switch on after a period of time. See, that's, that, that freaks me out even more than the phone thing, dude. Because here's the thing, right? So they're creating this AI. You assume that at some point this AI is going to be able to have access to everything that's on the internet. You think about what's on the internet and, and, and what the largest percentage of stuff that's on there, if you had to break it down into good or bad, majority bad. Most of the internet's porn. <laughs> 
So they're either they're going to be all all sexed up and horny, and then wanting to push Brad Weaver into construction sites. It's not a good combination, man. It's so specific as well. Like Norman has a good image, like it's a powerful imagination. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. It it, it definitely outlines how in, impressive these machines are that they're that they're making. But it scares the shit out of me. Yeah. That that, that you know in the future most likely. There's, they're going to be involved in our day-to-day life a mm-hmm. lot more than they are now. Yeah. Yeah, and it, that scares me. There's no stopping it as well, no. Timmy. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to hide? I don't know. I'm, I, I think about that sometimes. Maybe, I don't know, maybe go to a, to a more of a... If I, I think if I go to maybe Vietnam, I think that there'll be certain countries that, that are a little bit more behind with technology and stuff that... By the time that I die, I'll probably still be able to escape it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in major, in, in big major cities like here in Melbourne. I, I'll have to get out of Melbourne. Yeah. Maybe in the mountains in Dalat in Vietnam. And that's okay. very specific. <laughs> Is it nice up there? It's beautiful. That's where I'm going to have my 30th birthday. Yeah, I got a Facebook invite for that. That's in a year and a half. That is in a year and a half. I think I clicked maybe, which is the most honest response I've ever given to a Facebook event. So the reason I put that up so far in advance was just because... Technology might take over. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to have a plan now, man. The robots are coming. (laughs) Just, you know, some people need a long time to organize things. So I put that up there. And some people were grateful. Some people mocked me. Most people mocked me. My favourite comment on your birthday event, which is in a year and a half, was our mate Seattle who said, mate, I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah, and I thought that was very valid. And I knew I was going to cop the backlash. (laughs) How many are attending out of how many you've Um, invited? How many have you invited to Vietnam in a year and a half? Heaps, people. <laughs> like above 100? Around 100. Okay. Yeah. And how many have said they're coming? I think a few. I think I think about 15 or so. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's going to be a good holiday. Mm-hmm. But um, so if you are listening and you do want to come, you're welcome to. It's an open invitation. You're just putting that out there for everyone? For anyone, yeah. I can't stop someone from being in Vietnam. Are you cool if I post the event link? from Charging Stallions page and then I put money behind it. No. So, <laughs> so there's different degrees. That See, the people that have gone this long to listening to this podcast <laughs> after we just wrote on, we wrote down on cardboard in for silence. two and a half minutes in silence, they're obviously dedicated to us. Oh, the, so, so if you're yeah. listening right now, Timmy believes you've earned a spot <laughs> in Vietnam. So well done. 100%. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> Evil robots. Oh, sweet. (laughs) 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 All right. So that's um, that's my stories for the week, and uh, that's your stories for the week. Cool, cool. So let's let's go through. We um, so we've got we've gotten a whole massive response from. from from people talking to us about the podcast in the last couple of weeks and um, and and a, a bunch of stories people are sending in. Uh, Thank to you the for sending them. Yeah, thanks heaps. So we're um, oh before we jump into the um, to that, I've got a follow up. Me too. Oh, cool. So should we do the follow ups? Yeah, follow ups first. Okay, so the follow up story is um, not really a follow up as it is a little bit more information, and so the follow up story is about. 
the story that that I brought up about the three three people in their uh, late fifties uh, putting that pushing that guy into or putting him into the wood chipper. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you got more info on that. I've got some really, really good info. Well, not really info, just a first-hand experience from, from, from r- r- uh, around that case. So okay. one of my friends, his name I'm not going to name, he works, um, he does work in certain police stations and stuff like that. And he was working in the Sunshine Coast, uh, uh, sorry, the Gympie police station you've got a man on the inside yeah i've got a man on the inside and he actually saw the wood chipper that this guy got pushed through and he hit me up and he was just just casually when we were talking the phone he's like oh yeah i know i know about that like i eddie Eddie, and i said well do you want to come on the podcast about he's like oh no i'll just tell you what it was like and i was like well yeah and he's and he just said that it, it just looked fine except there was some gross red bits through it like chunks so i don't think they've cl- like cleaned it out i don't know it's I don't... still evidence this is an active case yeah don't do any <laughs> describing of your mate no, don't no even way. say what no way. he does I, I don't think we should talk about it any more than just that because yeah. that's probably something that people shouldn't know <laughs> and now's the time for you to express that yeah after saying quite a bit <laughs> But I don't think I've put anything out there. That, no, and I, I would have like that you basically strangled you for the info if you had said I've got something so good I'm not going to tell yeah, you. Dude. But yeah, dude. But see, the, the other thing too is it's not something that you wouldn't um, already assume apart from the – because you would assume that they probably have a have a holding point where they don't clean it out because they need it for evidence and stuff, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I so guess. So the wood chipper is still grubby, I guess would the headline would be. Oh, yeah, man. Fucking, it's full of. <laughs> Is it bad that I want to get you to ask your mate to find out what it smells like? I can ask him for sure. Yeah, if it had a smell to it. Yeah. I think he would have, he's quite a descriptive guy. I reckon he would have said. If it had a stench. If it had a stench, but I can ask him. Yeah. And the longer it's sitting there, you, it's in Queensland. It's not the, it's not the coolest place. Boiling hot. It's, well, it's winter at the moment, oh. so it's warm though. It's not, it's, it's not cold. So the smell of that thing, surely if you don't clean it out, it's going to get fucked. But what do you do? You can't put it into an evidence room. It's a wood chipper. So you just got to have it behind some gates and in in, in lock up in the police station. Where do you put it? Yeah. I would assume that they would have put some kind of cover over the top of it. Maybe it's inside. I didn't want to ask too many questions because I know that he probably shouldn't be giving this information. Yeah. I reckon that's bang on. <laughs> All right, next story. <laughs> but but that's it's a good it's a good yeah, little addition good little to update. that story. Okay. Yeah. All right, did you want to go? Uh, yeah, a follow up story from my mate Michael Rotondo, the man who didn't want to leave home, the thirty year old American man whose parents took him to court because he just would not get out of the house. Are you friends uh, with him now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just from his actions, I consider that this is a friendship. Basically, he resisted leaving. He went on the Alex Jones show. Alex Jones gave him some money to help him out, help him leave home. Bless you, Alex Jones. Yeah. And then he's finally left. Apparently, he put his stuff... He didn't have much stuff, obviously. He put his stuff in a rubbish bag and a uh, an esky. Yeah. And 
uh, reporters were filming him and watching him do this. And then he had a tantrum, they're calling it, because he had left some Lego inside. And his dad would not let him go back in into the basement to get his Lego. So Michael Rotondo had to organise for the Lego to be picked up at a later date. Do you reckon he's on some kind of list now of people that if, just say, if they know where he, his new place is that he's living. Mm. If some shady shit went down in that area, you know, someone doing some, some weird stuff, you'd have, to, you'd have to think, like, chase up where his whereabouts were. I think that, yeah, and he's also, his face is just so recognisable now. Like, if, if you live in the same city as him and you I don't want to live near him. Would you want to live near him? <laughs> well. <laughs> it's but, because before, before this information, yeah. I was kind of on the edge about it. I was kind of like, you know, you get caught up in things in life. You, 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 some, you end up looking in the world the wrong, the wrong way yeah. and not working things out. But now with this little addition about, Playing Lego in the basement, <laughs> and this guy's thirty years old, isn't he? Yeah, Dude. okay. When you put it like that, see, I I was kind of viewing Some it like serial killer shit. <laughs> Lego in the basement does sound pretty scary. Yeah. So I was about to defend him and, and say like living near him wouldn't be an issue because it sounds like he doesn't like leaving the house. Like he would just be a recluse. Like yeah, he's playing Lego in the basement, but he's not invading other people's homes. He's yeah. not like I don't think he's a dangerous type. I think he's just a la- the laziest dude ever. <laughs> and loves Lego. <laughs> and loves his Lego. Have you got another follow up? No, that's it for follow ups for me. Cool, cool. Well, let's roll on over to uh, the stories that people have sent in this week. Hit me. All right. So this one is from uh, Ryan Laracy. Sent this one in. Uh, Our favourite poet enthusiast <laughs> and and a valued member of the Stallion Crew. Uh, so he says uh, in the article, uh, the headline is: FBI agent does a backflip in a club, drops his gun, and accidentally shoots someone. <laughs> <laughs> Things couldn't have gone worse, dude. And so this is so this there's video of it. Mm. Um, so there's a there's a still of the of the um, dance floor. The video was just been a bit of a been no good. And so he does a backflip, right? Yeah. And then the gun was tucked in, um, sort of in the back in of that his cool pants. Way yeah. In the back of it, and yep. that drops out, hits the ground, goes off. And then he throws up his hands and goes, whoops, picks up the gun, tucks it back in and walks off. But somebody's Someone got on the shot ground. in the leg and they went to hospital, man. And, the, and so all this stuff has popped up. The FBI has come out saying that, yes, we're going to be looking for this. Uh, he was off duty. And we, they're like, oh, the Denver Police Department is working with the FBI now, trying to, I'm sure they found out who it is by now. Mm. Surely there's not that many people, FBI agents that are at that at or that, FBI but... agents who can do backflips. I think <laughs> there'll, there'll be one guy they're like, ah, oh, yeah, that's him. Like <laughs> yeah. anyone who knows how to do a backflip, yeah, does it all the time. Yeah, true. Like the one guy in New Zealand I knew that could do it, like that was his thing. Yeah, he was like, his name was Dave, and anytime you'd see Dave meet people, you'd like look at your watch, like in the next five minutes, any moment in the next five minutes, and you'd look away for a sec, look back, he's doing it, and the new people are going, oh my god. Do you reckon it ever got him laid? All the time. Re- all the time? Yeah. yeah. Chicks dig backflips, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's a type and he could just spot them like, oh, they'll be impressed by this. <laughs> so, yeah, man, he just... So the, the guys in, uh, in um, 
good. They said he's in good condition in the hospital. So, Fio. He got hit in the lower leg, so they got him there, and he probably just hasn't bunged up leg from it. But yeah, that sucks for that guy. Surely he's going to get a massive payout. You'd hope so. You would. You would think so. If an FBI agent shoots you while doing a backflip, you should be compensated by the government. <laughs> <for that. laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? If you and, and that guy surely needs to. You know, I I would say face charges. Mm. You can't, like, you know, you can't be, you can't be doing that shit. Why isn't, why isn't the safety on the gun on? Like, why is all these things? Why is he wasted doing backflips when it tucked in like some kind of wannabe gangster in the back of his pants? What the fuck? Yeah, you want to go down? Or you, or you want to come down hard on him? I'm the kind of person that if I was going to get shot in, I'm not saying I would want to be the guy that got shot in the leg, but. A little part of me, after dealing with the fact that I got shot in the leg, would be happy because I'd be, I would be bringing the system down. I don't I think you can with cops in America. Like, this guy's the cheekiest of the bunch. They already think that the ones that murder people in cold blood are cheeky rascals. And they're just like, oh, well, slap on the wrist. There's no way the backflip guy's getting in huge trouble. Like, they'll say it publicly, but he'll be promoted. And I'll probably come out with some shit that they can't release his name because of because he's an FBI agent and they need to have a have a have a sheltered identity and shit as well. So you're probably never going to find out even the dude's name of who did it. I reckon it'll come out. You reckon? He's a show pony. <laughs> He'll release it. Like, <laughs> he's, he's on the Today Show yeah. doing backflips. Yeah, his bosses will be anti it, but he'll be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have you got um, some Senate? Have I got what, sorry? Have you got a, uh, um, some sentence stories? Uh, no. So if you've got... <laughs> Maybe we need to mix up how, how yeah. we do this. So we've got an approach where I thought, I was thinking it was best if you've got a story for Tim to read out, then send it to Facebook. And if it's for me, then send send it on Instagram. But it doesn't seem to be working. People message on Instagram. Yeah. But it's like, it's like a, it's not a love heart. I was going to say it was a love heart. But um, it's just like a thumbs up after we put up an Instagram story. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll, uh, I'll smash through these ones then next week. Next we time we'll split up. them, eh? Yeah, cool, okay. cool. All right, so this one is sent from, um, from Muzz in Melbourne. Uh, yes. Welcome to the show, Muzz. I know that you're, that, that you're a big fan and, and, uh, of, of the podcast and the Stallion. So his headline is, Southwest Airlines Disturbed mm. by Report the Passenger Masturbated Throughout Flight. Now, the best part of this article is that... Um, the chick that was sitting next to him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he was on the window seat. She was in the in the middle, um, and there was a guy asleep next to her on 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 her left hand on okay. her other side. Can you read me the headline again? Yep. So it is um, Southwest Airlines disturbed by the report that a passenger masturbated throughout a flight. They should be more than disturbed. Yeah, they should like be disturbed is too mellow a response. So during the flight, this chick. Um, tweets the airline mm-hmm. um, on while she's on the flight, and this is what she says. She goes, uh, Southwest Air, we have an issue. I've spent this entire flight sitting next to a guy who has his iPad open on the tray table watching porn without using headphones or anything. And twice now, his body has started shaking in the throes of orgasmic bliss. I'm so disgusted. Poor woman. <laughs> she's She looks like she's got some good... 
humor in the situation yeah. because I wouldn't, I'm a dude and I wouldn't want to be in that situation. I can imagine it would be much worse if you, you know, you're, you're, you're a female sitting next to him as well. And um, she keeps sitting through, it's been a nearly five hour assault on all my senses. He doesn't even have a nice eggplant emoji. Dick. It's tiny as fuck. Not full on micro or anything, but damn near close. And yes, I've seen it because he hasn't bothered to hide it. And um, so they come back and say, um, oh no, that was another good one. She said, oh my God, he just handed his jizz-filled napkins to the flight attendant to throw away. There's no way your staff working on this flight haven't witnessed what's been happening. And Southwest Airline reply, this is never something that we want to happen on our flights. Please be sure to reach out to one of our flight attendants on board your flight. And she comes back saying, there's literally no way that I'm putting myself in, in that situation. He's, he's right next to me, you know, like, you know, contact the people on the flight and get them, get them to come over, like give it, giving them a seat number and stuff. Mm. And, um, yeah, super full on, man. Yeah. Yeah. But I think she's approached it like an absolute champ. And so they've come out since then, um, saying, um, that they're going to chase it up and all this, all this bullshit. But I don't know, <laughs> I, 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 because it is bullshit, man. Like if, if that's happening, that's sexual assault. That's sexual assault, and and that's happening on your flight. And you go in, and you have and what? How are you not calling up your supervisors, calling up every like everyone in the company that the head's saying this is happening right now? We need to radio through to this this plane yeah. and get these flight attendants to do something about this right now. How were that? How was that not their immediate approach? Yeah, man. Like that's what needed to happen. He needed to be arrested in the same with the same swiftness as if he was bashing people. Yeah, dude. <coughs> like yeah. you, can, you cannot be doing that shit. Yeah, and it's it's just I, I just hats off hats off to this lady. Um, I won't name her um, because I'm sure she doesn't want any more publicity for this. But um, even though it is online, but she yeah, just really well handled. Because mm. I, I don't know how even as a dude how I would I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be not saying anything, I would definitely say something, but it's definitely hard to think about what to do as as a female in that situation. I guess I wouldn't be able to put myself, you know, in in that mindset. It would be much scarier. There's a fucking dude with his dick out yanking it next to you. Like, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. Um, this part of the podcast is normally where we talk about heartwarming stories. So, Muzz, thanks for putting us in a compromising position and making two dudes have to wade our way through that and figure out how to how to right. talk about that without sounding like douches. I'll uh, quickly run through. I think we we probably only have time for one more um, uh, that's been sent in. Um, so um, we'll uh, we'll save the next ones for next week. So. Uh, Jake Dingo Doyle, um, welcome to the show, mate. Um, nice to have you, Jake. Nice to have you, Jake. Um, Jake is also in a band called Drunk Mums. If you uh, haven't heard them before, you should definitely give them a listen. One of the best bands in Melbourne. Now, Jake has sent in um, an article from the archives from 2005. So this is the first time we've had something like this on the show. Most of the stories are, are sort of up to date. And I, I like this little addition. History. Yeah, I like it. And I, I think it would be cool... To, to throw in once a week something from the archives. I like that. And the, and, um, uh, the, the, the story is 
um, there was this guy um, up in Cairns, a 62-year-old man, and what he was doing, he was taking photos of people on the toilet. But what he had done was he was, it was in drop toilets, you know, like that you have at festivals where it's just, it goes down into a, into a, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a pet of <laughs> yeah. like, scum. Yeah. yeah. And this guy was, um, had, I think he had goggles, it said he had goggles on and he was in, in the filth taking photos, taking oh. photos up while in the feces. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Surely that's not good for your camera. I would have to say it's not. And, and I know that this is not something that you should make jokes about, taking, taking photos of people, especially females, when, when, they're, when they're on the toilet. How, however, you, it's not... Advice is the wrong word. I'm not going to say admire, but I, I, do, I do find it interesting mm. that he wanted something so bad that he was willing to to swim around in other people's feces to get it. Oh. Timmy. <laughs> I did hey, I did not say admire. I did not say admire. I find it interesting. Timmy, I I don't know what you still have the power to vet these. <laughs> like what the, you know that we have at this point we're quite low level and we have no managers, producers or anyone saying yeah. you have to fit Two pervert stories in before the hour's up. There's nobody saying that. There's only you and the laptop choosing how, what tone we end this show on every week. They choose me, man. <laughs> I'm yet, I'm just a voice for the masses at this point. But I didn't pick these masses? stories. I didn't pick these stories. They got sent you, in. You did. You, 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 there was many others that you could have gone for. All right. I have something to fix all of this. Okay. Our good I'm news absolutely story ready. of the week. I reckon everyone who's listening, well, a good chunk of everyone who's listening is ready too. Cleanse right. our palates, man. Here we go. So this is something to leave you on to make you feel great in your week, make you feel amazing. We're make ready. Make you feel warm inside. Here we go. The world's oldest cat just celebrated his 30th birthday. Tell me more. Okay. So Rubble the cat just celebrated his 30th Rubble? birthday. Rubble? Rubble. Uh, yeah, like Barney Rubble. Yep. And uh, so he's uh, the oldest cat in the UK and some say possibly the world. Okay. So they know that he's definitely the oldest cat in the UK. Well, you wouldn't say definitely, but they're pretty sure. A hundred human years. No, that's... Imp- no, so he's 30, 30 okay. human years. So it's not 30 cat years. Like, he's 30. He's, 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 he's old. He's, he's at yeah. our age. Yeah. <laughs> he's older than me. Yeah. I'm 28. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a good year, year and a half, year and a half older than me. But yeah, man, Rubble just uh, just celebrated his thirtieth birthday and happy and birthday, Rubble! So happy birthday to you, dude! You're not going to end that by saying like, and he also had a relationship <laughs> with his daughter, are you? Because I nah. feel like you're going to. Rubble seems super clean. Yeah, yeah? He seems like it. He seems like a good, An little upstanding dude. citizen with nothing morally murky about him. He looks him. cute. Yeah, he does look cute. Yeah. He's a ganger. Yeah. He's got beautiful green eyes. He looks like an amazing little cat. Yeah. Well, happy birthday to Rubble. Um, if you are listening, Rubble, sorry you had to <laughs> wade through <laughs> the lead-up stories to hear your birthday wish. I didn't That's realize... where we should, we should always put any birthday wishes after your stories <laughs> of sexually corrupt <laughs> human beings. <laughs> so people I... earn their happy birthday. They have to <laughs> stroll through all of that to get to it. 
Um, thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. I did not intend for this episode to get as dark as it did. Back to back with them, Timmy. I know, man. It took a it took a heavy turn. I honestly, I read through the articles and go, "This is what we're going to be doing." Cool. It didn't click in my head. It should have, and it didn't. Apologies. Thank you for listening to another episode. We'll see you next week. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>